Hello, welcome to the Climate Blue Podcast live on YouTube once again for the second night in a row. My name's Dan Rowlandson, as you can see on the big letters on screen, joined by John Townley. John, it's preview time for Sheffield United. Uh, you've been to Bodymore Heath this afternoon to speak to Unai Emery. How are you and how was he? Yeah, starting with Unai. Unai was fine, um, in good spirits, head of the game. I don't feel like... I've slept over the last day after doing the uh, live yesterday, obviously deadline day. It seems to have just continued into one and here we are again. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing fine. Thanks, Dan. Sheffield United tomorrow away. Um, we don't tend to play many Saturday games or we haven't so far yeah. this season and we won't <laughs> if we go far in Europe as well for the rest of the season. So yeah, um, looking forward to tomorrow, hopefully what would be um, a massive three points as well. Hopefully we can get those in the bag. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, Unai was all good. Looking forward to uh, the trip to Bramall Lane. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that yesterday kind of blend into the, to, into today. Today will blend in tomorrow, won't it, for you, especially uh, an early start getting up to Sheffield for a half-five kickoff, uh, And then for us, we'll do a post-match live stream this time tomorrow night as well. So uh, three podcasts in three days, but that's what we want. We want to be talking about Aston Villa. And I'm desperate, John, as I'm sure Unai Emery is, to be talking about a Villa win as well. Uh, it's really kind of disappointing, wasn't it, that, that midweek defeat to Newcastle. And this is a, it looks a, a decent opportunity to bounce back against a side that we are on paper better than. But this isn't going to be easy, is it, just because they're bottom of the league? No, certainly not. I don't think any game at the moment will be easy for Villa, especially away from home. Um, we know about you know Villa on the road this season. I keep saying the results haven't been you know particularly poor at all, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I don't really recall a kind of a performance that you can uh, really look at and say that's exactly what we're, what Villa have you know gone to this place to do. Um, hopefully we see that at Bramall Lane, but yeah, it's going to be a difficult game because Sheffield United are all of a sudden, you know, nearly cut adrift at the bottom now. Um, you know, Villa have been in that position previously in 2015-16. And although we lost almost every game, I, I vividly remember when Man City came um, to Villa Park. I think it was uh, Remy Gard's first game, maybe. And the Man City player, I think Fernandinho, said, oh, this is going to be difficult today because Villa need points and they need to fight in the scrap. And I remember laughing and thinking, like, you know, you're joking. Um, but it can happen if you're not, uh, sorry, if you're not at your... Uh, best level and if you take these teams lightly then you will be found out still so it's very important that Villa go there um, and treat Sheffield United like a you know a, probably underplaying it already by myself saying this but like a Premier League team because although they're probably in the championship next season um, yeah Villa can't take it lightly and they need to be going there and um, you know they need to be at the races that's what John McGinn said uh, after the game against Newcastle so very important match and then you're looking at what Chelsea in midweek, so not to look kind of too far ahead, but it's a big three games for Villa. Sheffield United away is a game they need to win. Man United at home, again, is going to be difficult. They seem to have turned a bit of a corner probably since they've come back against us, to be fair. Um, and then again, if you know we were to slip up there, all of a sudden United are right back in the conversation with Champions League. So that's a really important match. Yeah. Obviously, Chelsea too. If we win that, then you've got a home game against either Leeds or Plymouth. So um, yeah, three massive games, but yeah, full focus on Sheffield United and we have to give it full focus, even though they are what are they, 10 points? I think they've got this season, eight points adrift from safety at the moment with the worst goal difference, conceded the most goals in the league. Won the least amount of games. Um, so, yeah. But to be honest, I think because we drew to them at Villa Park, that probably says enough to our players of, oh, you know, we can't just go there and expect to be winning. Uh, we're yeah. going to have to work hard to get the three points. 
yeah, we've already been stung once by Sheffield United this season. I would back the, the the lads to put that right basically and go there and, and do everything that, that they can to win the game. Now, you mentioned some of the stats there. It's terrible reading for Sheffield United. Um, I've just got a text message. Hopefully that didn't come through the, the speakers. Um, AVFC Stato, the curse uh, with, all, with these negative stats. Sheffield United have kept just one clean sheet in the Premier League this season, the fewest of any side, and have conceded 54 goals, the most in the league. Only Barnsley, 97-98 and 57 goals have ever conceded more at this stage of a Premier League season so I mean that's nailed on for 1-0 Sheffield United isn't it thanks to that tweet um, let's go into the presser then uh, where we speak about the key lines from Unai Emery's press conference goes without saying before we get into that though I always ask about the, the atmosphere around the place and that kind of thing and the food options that's been a long time since we've done one of these preview shows because we had a little break over Christmas what was it like back back in Bodymore for you what was the food options how, how was it around the place <laughs> yeah to be fair I've been in Bodymore quite a lot recently but I don't think we've done many pre-match shows because of time and stuff um yeah again the cookies they're incredible mate honestly it's um you bring, me, bring not... me some back one time and, and give it to me in the office no, no, they, go too, they go too quickly <laughs> honestly ask any reporter that goes to Bodymore Heath or has ever been to Bodymore Heath and you know this season they'll say the cookies are on the top notch like top tier I'm not even like a massive fan of um that sort of uh I don't know healthy, basically no no honestly not even that just I'm, like cookies I'm not like a massive fan of biscuits that sort of thing um but yeah these are different the white chocolate ones they do is yeah um very nice and yeah we had a press conference as well so um we'll go on to that but yeah the cookies no as well cookies are class um yeah, Unai was uh, well too. In, as, I said, as I said earlier, in high spirits, uh, had a few laughs as well during the press conference. That's always nice. What was he laughing about? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned that. I can't think myself now. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a funny moment where uh, one of the reporters, uh, the written reporters, uh, Graham Bryce, he um, he mentioned a few weeks or months back now saying about, you know, you've never signed an English player in your career. Like, why is that kind of, you know, which is in, very interesting because obviously managed Arsenal before. Um, so yeah, never signed an, an English player in his career. And then um, that's clearly stuck with him because today in the press conference, he brought it up. Uh, obviously now we've signed Rogers. Uh, he didn't mention it previously when we were, you know, trying to sign him. But now once we have, it was almost the first thing that he said. So we clearly remembered Um that stat, I suppose, and kind of you know went went for a yeah went for a laugh and it and it paid off. So fair play to and I. What did he actually say about Rogers? I know there's a couple of key lines about injuries and yeah. stuff, but we'll do that separately. What did he say about well, Rogers specifically? Yeah, firstly, what I'll say is there's an embargoed um, line <laughs> that will be coming out at ten thirty, so I can't say too much about that. And he mentioned something in the broadcast section. It wasn't like um kind of particularly riveting or anything, but I thought the. Uh, embargoed line was more interesting, which will, as I say, come out at ten thirty. I can't really explain what he said because that's so, okay, so that's so annoying that we're doing this live. Like, this was pre-recorded <laughs> and it was out tomorrow. You could just talk about it now. I can't even know what it's it is not. Either. I'm gonna have to wait. I don't, don't want to kind of create false excitement. It's not that interesting, but uh, it's um, worth reading. So, yeah, it's mainly just him explaining what he kind of plans for Rogers in terms of his position and where he mm. thinks he'll play and what he can do. Uh, which kind of, yeah, I don't think it like surprised me in any way, but I'm, he's clearly got a plan for him. Um, I guess. So yeah, that'll be out at 10 30. <laughs> if you want, I'm not going to say anything though. Okay. I'll, I'll be I breaking the rules. I, I think he will. So, so uh, test here for John's poker face, everybody. I think he'll want to. I'm going to smile, aren't I? Morgan Rogers as a striker. That's my guess. He wants to play him in a support striker role. Watkins and run Rogers up front. 
Well, I can't say what it is, can I? So, um, 10.30, Birmingham Live. It'll oh, you're going to love the embargo police after you now saying, oh, what's the embargo? Why do I do this? What is the point? Follow John's social media, 10.30 on the dot, and we'll see what you know, he said about Morgan Rogers. For those that are catching up with this, you'll already know. That's really frustrating that we're doing this. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's, let's just move on and move past it, get John out of the hole. Uh, let's go into the injury update. The one here that I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to see back playing in Clarence Blue's Power Torres. But he will not feature again, will he, for Villa this week? Very annoying. This week, yeah. Emery said oh, This that... match, yeah. Maybe he won't be back for next weekend, fingers crossed. Well, we don't know specifically, but um, <coughs> Emery said that he's obviously not available. Then we asked them, you know, kind of for a bit more detail, I suppose, what are you, you know, when can he be back? Will he be back for United? That sort of thing. But um, I think it's difficult because we've seen players come back and aggravate injuries. Paul Torres has done that twice now with the same injury. So I, th- I think they're going to be very um, cautious about when he returns to full training. Emery says hopefully that'll be next week. Hmm. But, you know, yeah, I just think, well, if he returns to full training next week, considering the two um, setbacks he's already had, does that mean he's going to be playing against Man United? I don't know. I'd probably oh, say it. I know. And I think that's probably um, their plan as such but they're not going to risk him just for the sake of playing against Man United for you know 30 minutes and then he aggravates an injury and then he comes out of that game and then misses the next three again so yeah um, yeah in a perfect world he's fully fit for Man United but um at the moment I think that's probably looking unlikely still but you know what are we eight days away from that game so I don't know exactly what will happen next week we'll have to wait and see but hopefully that'll be the case um it'll be a massive boost if so Mm, yeah, I really, really need him back. But you're right when you want when he does come back, you want him to um, not be injured again. That's such a stupid thing to say. It goes without saying, but you don't want him to come back and aggravate yeah. what's happened to him, and then yeah, the same thing happens yeah. again. Once Power Torres comes back, whether it's next week or another three weeks, hopefully that's him in the team. Then every single week till the end of the season, barring a fresh injury, we don't want this one uh, getting aggravated again and, and having another setback. It's mm-hmm. so important to us. We really, really miss him. Yeah. Somebody else who will be missing for tomorrow is uh, Nicolo Zaniolo. Do you want to explain that one as well? Yeah, to be honest, there isn't much to say about it because it's a fresh injury. It was what, today, I don't know. like trying this today or yesterday. Yeah, the, yeah, no, this morning he um, picked up an injury. So Emery really didn't have much information on it, obviously, because he's this is a press conference. So Villa always trying in the mornings, um, and then Emery will do his press conference at about one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon, either after or before he has his lunch. So um, it's like straight off the training field and then speaking to the media. So. Um, he has he had little information about Zaniolo. I don't know where or what the injury is, whether he's strained something or it's a contact injury. I've no idea. Um, but that will come to light, you know, either tomorrow or uh, next week, maybe before Chelsea, if they have a press conference, then I'm not totally sure if they will. So, uh, yeah, a blow because obviously Zaniolo, uh, as Emery said last week, is now the backup for Ollie Watkins. But yeah. um, depending on the severity of this injury at the moment, I presume it's now... Um, I mean, who? I don't know. I think Villa would have to kind of change what they do if Ollie Watkins gets injured and Zaniolo is also injured at the same time. It just wouldn't be an ideal situation at all. So, yeah, a frustrating one because you just want to have depth in your team. As I say, Villa have got three games in the next eight days or three games in eight days, sorry, which is, um, you know, going to be taxing. That means Ollie Watkins is going to have to play 90 minutes, uh, well, in all of those games, obviously. So, um, 
Yeah, which is likely for him right. anyway. Like if he if he's fit, yes. he, he can finish every game. So that's not a surprise. And Zaniolo, as um, Anthony says in the comments, hasn't really offered a great deal anyway. But it's no. just. You want the support, bodies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 If, if Watkins is having a stinker or gets injured on the, the 70th minute, who does come on now if, if Duran was the backup and he's injured and Zaniolo was Yeah, the I mean, Zaniolo. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's not like I'm, I agree with the comment that Zaniolo hasn't you know, lit it up at all for Villa yet. Um, but I'd rather have him not at all. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean, the example is when he came on against Sheffield United and gets the equaliser. You know, it's it, it can has or he has had that effect, so mm. um, it can happen again. You want to look at your bench and see uh, players who play for their international teams, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Zaniolo, Duran, those players who were there are now now no longer there. So um, yeah, Villa's bench. You can have probably two goalkeepers there and. Uh, a lot of youth players again still or maybe mm-hmm. defenders who you know aren't going to come on and change the game so it is difficult now for Villa to change what they're going to be doing from game to game which I think if you look at it in another way you're thinking well Man United now know how Villa are going to play against them so do Chelsea and so do Sheffield United because Emery has so little options to call on there's only one real uh, 11 I suppose at the moment maybe um, the only change you're looking at is well is it Diaby or Bailey um, I mean, you've got Cash and uh, Concer as well, but those are two quite, um, well, do you know what I mean? There's just, there's not a whole lot Emery can do right now. So I think it's quite predictable yeah. what Villa uh, are going to do, which is, you know, not the worst thing in the world. When we're at it, we're one of the best teams in the division. So yeah, it's just a shame that we can't um, have that support, I suppose. Mm. And one that I'd forgotten about before we move on from John in the comments is Luca Dean. What's the status with him? Uh, yeah, just uh, still injured at the moment. Emery said it would be going back in the last month. Very specific, like 22 days or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's... Um, it was specific for sure, but I think he's now going to probably come towards the end of uh, his kind of rehab and he'll be joining full training hopefully shortly. So, yeah, there's no like mm-hmm. update as such on Luca Dane, but because it's a hamstring injury, you've got to be um, careful, haven't you? So maybe next week, I don't know, maybe after Man United, but Emery didn't say so it's i'm just guessing that mm, okay right uh next up no opposition view this week because obviously we're doing this live and i've i've been working a weird shift today and not had a chance to catch up with our sheffield united version of john townley as effectively the, the sheffield united reporter uh we'll do a way from match day which i'm going to use as just a quick plug to another piece of content that we've done uh today on the podcast feed specifically so not for youtube so if anyone only ever watches the current blue podcast rather than listen to it if you head over to spotify or apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever you get them uh, matt kendrick has launched a new mini series called uh villa voice notes which comes off the back of a few weeks ago we did a live stream and my wi-fi disappeared for 10 minutes and matt had to fill for 10 minutes on his own and did very well to be fair waffling through it um, by himself and the comments suggested that you know what that was actually Quite interesting, fair play to you for doing that. Uh, and that gave us the idea to just give Matt the microphone for 10 minutes and just chat about whatever he wants. It could be reporting from a, a memory from an old reporting day. It could be a favourite shirt or whatever it is, a totally random subject or something topical about the team or VAR or you know a talking point around the club. This week was the first episode of that. Uh, and it was, I just let him go with it, didn't tell him what to do, just said, go, yeah, you go and record it and I'll upload it. And it was like a 10 minute chat about like the sentimentality of going to football with family and not being appreciative for, for going with his dad and his son and his nephew. And that, yes, you go to Villa Park and want to win. And when you don't, it's disappointing. But just taking a minute to go, there's three generations of my family here doing something that we love together. And that's a nice thing. So it's, a, it's well worth a listen. It's only 10 minutes long. 
each episode will only be 10 minutes long as a maximum uh, and he's going to be doing one a week for the, the rest of the season hopefully and that's Matt Kendrick's Villa voice notes on audio only so you won't find that on YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts right on with the show predicted 11 time for you John um, I didn't get you to run through this before we started but as you said there aren't many options for Emery so what do you think we'll be uh, lining up with tomorrow I think he'll probably make one change um which I think will be Bailey coming in for probably Diaby, to be honest. Uh, he did speak about Diaby in the press conference as well and mentioned about how he um, he doesn't doubt he'll return to his kind of, or rediscover his form, I suppose, because he did show at the start of the season, for sure. He had six goal involvements in his first seven league games and has kind of come off the boil since then. I think everyone's talking about him. He's kind of the talking point at the moment, Diaby. Um, one goal in 12 league games is previously, previous 12, sorry. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out of the team, not because, you know, I, I don't rate the player or anything like that. I, I just think Leon Bailey right now is Villa's most informed football player and um, he's just instrumental at the moment. There's every chance Villa could have drawn that game against Newcastle if Ollie Watkins was, um, you know, I don't know, a size six football boot rather than a size 10 or whatever he is. Do you know what I mean? So it's, um, yeah, it's a real conundrum at the moment, that Diaby situation. But Emery said himself that he doesn't doubt he'll uh, get back into form because of his commitment to improving and um, he's very professional. He's got the right attitude to improve and that's key for Emery and you know, one of the reasons why he signed him in the first place. So um, maybe that's the only change. I could see Matty Cash staying in the team just so we have that kind of balance of Kamara dropping into a three. Um, Cash pushing up on the right. I do think that works well when Villa kind of impose themselves take the game towards teams and that is what they're going to have to do tomorrow against Sheffield United Sheffield will come out more so than what they did at, more so than what they did at Villa Park because they were clearly clinging on for a point and to be fair they could have won it in the end but you know throughout the whole game and up until Cameron Archer scored uh, well and of course after that but they were um, very much kind of camped in their own half for straight in Villa and I don't expect them to be that negative however that will be I presume the setup of the game, um, but a more open match, I think, will probably play into Villa's hands. So, you know, maybe DRB and Bailey both start together. But if I had to predict what Emery will be doing, I think Bailey will just come in for DRB and the rest will pretty much pick itself. Yeah, totally agree with you. Don't know whether this uh, encroaches upon your embargoed content uh, for the Morgan Rogers line at half 10. Um, whether that was anything about him playing or not, I don't expect it to be that he will be starting tomorrow. I think that would be a, a that'd be a juicy embargo line, and you said it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> um, but we all assume he will be involved in the squad at least, and he will feature tomorrow. Is that fair? Yeah, he'll be in the squad. Um, yeah. He's ready to play. He's obviously fit. He's um, played. Does he start? Does he start? Is that a wild card? Starting? No, he's not going to start. No. Um, but he'll be in the team. As I say, he's probably the, the player you're going to look towards now on the bench and say, well, he's the one that's going to have to make a difference. Obviously, um, as I say, if Bailey uh, comes in, then Diaby will be on the bench. Or maybe if they both play together, then Tielemans will be on the bench. But I think that would be unlikely because I think Tielemans is kind of perfect for this game against Sheffield. But yeah, Rogers uh, will be amongst the subs. He'll potentially make his debut. He's ready. Um so, yeah, hopefully, if he does come on, he can have a nice start to his uh, Villa career. Um, we'll do score prediction in a sec. I'm going to say now that Morgan Rogers plays tomorrow and he scores. That's my prediction. Early doors. Morgan, Morgan Rogers on the okay. score sheet tomorrow off the bench. Yeah, yeah. It um, can happen. 
Of course it can. Uh, the comment from PJJ, who says, I keep hearing we've been found out. This is professional football. Man- managers analyse and adapt. We took teams by surprise, and now the surprise factor has gone, but Unai's way of playing is valid. I don't know whether we spoke about this after Newcastle, but me and my dad had the conversation on the way back from the game. The people around us were saying, like on the walk back to the car park, that we've been found out and have been you know, um, shut down and all these kind of things. I don't get that notion of being found out as if like Premier League teams don't know exactly what all the others are, want to do anyway with hours yeah. and hours of scouts and analysts looking at every single side. Newcastle wouldn't have come to Villa Park and thought, oh, we know what to do against Villa here today because we found them out. Every game, Sheffield United will know exactly what we're going to do tomorrow and we know exactly what they're going to do because of the, the research that goes into every single game. Mm-hmm. So this kind of lazy I think uh, analysis of, of a club being found out I just don't think that's a thing in professional football I think it's an easy thing to say when somebody kind of stumbles upon a, a run of poor form having said that we have got to find a way to beat teams when we're expected to beat them it's games like tomorrow that we look at and think if we're going to make top four or top five do Arsenal go to Sheffield United tomorrow and not win to Liverpool, like these sides beat these sides, don't they? And if they don't want to be taken seriously, a point or less is nowhere near good enough tomorrow. We have to win. Yeah, I, I've said before my kind of my, um, I don't know what word you used when you said, what was your kind of pet hate, Dan? Um, was something, something to do with the cup game. I can't quite remember. But yes, that was it. Sorry. And mine, my equivalent of that is must win because if, you know, Villa don't have to win tomorrow. tomorrow. I I understand what I'm trying to say is I totally agree with what you're saying. Villa need to win the game tomorrow, and if they don't, they've dropped points. That's what I'd say. But it's not a must win because you know it's not the it's not the last game of the season. We've got another however many left. But it is massive because you are right. Sheffield United are probably going to get relegated this season, and Villa, if they've got aspirations to finish in the top four, top five. Um, then they need to be, you know, at least beating those teams once in a season, and they haven't done it yet against Sheffield United. So it is important. What I would say about the whole have Villa been found out, um, I, I would just say that Paul Torres missing is just uh, um, a huge loss. I think I might have said that yesterday. I'm not too sure. As I said, the last 24 hours have been a blur, but um, he is everything. He encompasses everything that we want to do, and you know, it's no surprise why Newcastle pressed is so high. And it looked so um, effective and it was effective, but that was because we don't have Paul Torres to put a foot on the ball and, you know, clip it around the corner and we're out. And Clement Longway. <laughs> the joys I won't tell you what I clicked there because I, I shouldn't. <laughs> it could have been worse. To be fair. <laughs> could have been worse. Um, Clement Longway played well against Newcastle for the record. He made a couple of crucial blocks and, you, you know, he, there was nothing wrong with his performance. It's just that Paul Torres, what he gives you um, progressively, it's, I always say, I really don't know if there's a better centre-back in world football that does it like he can. So um, that has been a huge loss for us. Mm. And I do think as well, um, my other point about, is escaped my mind a little bit now, hold on. Uh, they haven't found us out, but Villa do need to adapt. I forget my other point though, Dan. So you have to take over. But that's all right. I think I think we've done enough there for, for that point. Uh, I don't agree that Premier League teams have suddenly found somebody out because they've got a, yeah. a bad run of form. It's the clubs know what's going to happen. It's just that the other club has failed to adapt or or got a team selection wrong or whatever it is. Like the opposition yeah. know what we're going to do. There's no such thing. I don't think has been found out. Um, 
let's just end with predictions then. If this point comes back to you, John, you can go with it. Yeah, I'm uh, so desperate. Score, score, score predictions. Uh, we're not on a great run at the moment. We both predicted Villa to win against Everton and Newcastle. And obviously in real life, that was a draw and a defeat. Uh, I said 2-0 against Newcastle. You said 2-1. So absolutely nobody go and bet your life savings on whatever we're about to say. If you do bet, obviously gamble responsibly, of course. Um, John, I'll let you go first. Score prediction. Sheffield United versus Aston Villa. Can I make my other point quickly? Go on, yeah. <laughs> and it, it wasn't. It's not. It's not actually the best point ever. Um, it was just the teams are respecting us more. That was my mm. only uh, other observation. And I think I said before, Brighton wouldn't come to Villa Park as they did now. And you know, when we beat them six one, they they wouldn't play like I know they play similar. It's probably not the best example, but teams know what we're going to do to them, especially on the break and when we have space. So again, I think mm. that kind of coincides with the RB's form as well, kind of dropping off. Um, but yeah. My prediction, my heart tells me Villa are going to win the game. I think it'll be close, but I think if Villa can, um, you know, I mean, for sure, I think if they keep a clean sheet, they win the match because Sheffield United can see a lot of goals and they will have to come out against us at home because all of a sudden Sheffield United now need to win their home games pretty much to have a chance of staying in the division. But my head tells me it's going to be a draw, to be fair. I just think we're in a bit of a rut at the moment and... I still think we can finish top five, of course I do, but I think um, I think it'll be close. So I'll say two one Villa. Okay, this week, as we said at the beginning, it does feel really important in the grand scheme of a, yeah, of a season. Yeah. As we said, must win isn't a thing because if, even if we lost all all three games this week, we can still win the following ten and and, and finish high up the table. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. anything's possible. But you know, if you're talking about not beating Sheffield United, you can imagine the, the mood of the fan base. And me personally, I'll be disappointed if we don't win. Imagine we get dumped out of the FA Cup midweek. Then you find Man United at home, which is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is a disgusting feature for us historically. And they beat us as well. You're talking no, that's about one it. point to going at the FA Cup and you're going, Christ, that was a bad yeah, seven days. So they're like, that's possible. Yeah, this week, this start, the start of this month is huge. And every game mm. from now on until the end of the season feels huge because we've got something to yeah. play for this season. But yeah. specifically this week, because we had, you know, against United, we had the opportunity to go, I think it was about 17 points clear on them or something like that. Something yeah. remarkable. Um, and all of a sudden that could be cut to, I don't know what it is now. Um, is it eight? And then it could be cut to five next week. Maybe more uh, if yes. we don't pick up the points against Sheffield United. So, yeah, it's a huge week. And all of a sudden, you know, I keep saying, by the time we play that Conference League game and that starts to ramp up again, hopefully we can go far in it. We want to be, or we want to have as, as great a cushion, I suppose, in terms of points on those teams behind us. Um, it's what we have had. And now it's there's an opportunity for the teams to kind of regain on us. So, um, yeah, it's still in our hands, of course, it is, but it's very important that we win games like Sheffield United away and then our home games, obviously, against Man United, who are going to compete possibly for the Champions League with us this season. Yeah, and as much as I painted the, the negative picture of how this week could go, the reverse is also very true. There's a, every possibility that Villa win all three games this week or don't lose. They beat Sheffield United, go through the cup against Chelsea and draw to Man United. And that's a great week for Villa. Uh, either either are totally possible, but there's just that, that kind of knife-edge feel at the moment that Villa haven't been great for, what, a month, six weeks? And if that continues into this week as well, uh, it could be a totally different picture this time next I, week. So. This, is, this might sound a bit negative, but I'd be disappointed if we don't win any of those games. I just know I will. Sheffield yeah. United, we need to win because they are bottom of the league. No, no disrespect, but that you know those are the facts. Chelsea, I'll be disappointed, of course, if we don't win because we then have a home tie and it's a home game. And Man United at home, that's a game that I want to win for many reasons, but also in terms of the context of the season, if we can push mm. ahead of them and go further, um, 
then that's obviously a massive opportunity. And I know, you know, that probably sounds a bit greedy, three wins out of three, but that's... I, I that's the standard, be, isn't it? I know that I'll be frustrated if we don't get that, because I know we can. Um, yeah, so, if you yeah. were going to drop points in one of those games and you had to pick, if I could offer you two wins, but you drop in another, what you pick? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would go... I think there's an, an obvious answer there. Only, no, no, yeah, yeah. United would be the one that you'd draw, I suppose, but I, I really don't want to. I want to beat them. Um, no, I disagree. Again. Oh, okay. I, I was only going to say I think, I think if you're going to draw a game, it's tomorrow, and then you beat Chelsea and beat United. All right, if we're going to draw a game, I'll say Chelsea and we beat one penalties. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. The, the, the United game is a kind of, a, you know, we really want to win it again for many reasons but you know they they're the ones who have to gain on us so mm. i don't know the, the onus is on them to come to villa and win because that's an opportunity to gain plus three rather than none but i'm yeah i always want to win all three games of course yeah. but i know the draw we can, us we level be. with where we were with united obviously i want to win chelsea i don't want to i don't want to be out of the fa cup and a draw isn't a thing apart from your cup out going to penalties. I think, yeah i think um, the gap at the moment is eight points between us and united yeah. Which sounds like a lot, but it isn't. That can change in the space of a week. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of games left in the season, especially for us in Europe. Yeah, I only said draw tomorrow in the sense that I'd rather not lose points to Man United. I'd rather beat them and, and make yeah. the gap even bigger. But obviously, draw against Sheffield yeah, United yeah, would yeah. be a bad result. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is 4-1 Villa, <laughs> just, just for reference. Uh, I'm going the, the reverse of a 4-1 defeat at Sheffield United in the Championship. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. El Ghazi uh, scored, didn't he? I can't. I can't remember. I was there for that one. We did a, a video on the Villa View for it. Um, it's four one. It was like what a waste of a trip that was. A good day, but yeah. a terrible result. Really. I remember. I remember listening to BBC the week after the game, and then Steve Bruce was like coming under pressure at this point, and then they asked him, and he was like, "Oh, want to fight on and stuff, but if they let me go, then so be it." And I think I celebrate uh, <laughs> in the car. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that might have been El Ghazi's first goal for the club. Potentially. I mean, you've got a great memory, so I'm just going to say yes, that, that, that is true, and that that did happen. It might um, be the game yeah. after. Did we play Reading? I think he managed to against Reading. I think, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Four one Villa. That's what I'm going with. Two one for you. Uh, two shouts for three one Villa in the comments as well. I can see there on the right hand side as well. Uh, two personal questions, John, just to end very quickly. Uh, so we've done the bulk of the show. Uh, where personal are questions on a live. This is going to be uh, uh, <laughs> on, uh, from Henry. Oh, mine's easy. Uh, were you wearing a gold beanie at the game on Tuesday, Dan? No, uh, I was wearing a woolly hat. It was this colour. I did think I had it up here, but I don't. Um, so possibly, possibly an orangey hat rather than a gold be beanie. Uh, yeah, I'm lower Trinity's Henry. So if that uh, tallies up with who you saw where, maybe it was me. Yes, uh, John, your question. <laughs> so this is funny. From Chips eighty five. Does John boil his chicken? <laughs> What <laughs> do I boil my chicken? Uh, I don't boil my chicken. I uh, I fry my chicken. I don't like um, how it tastes after it's been boiled. To be honest, yeah, boiled um, chicken. Feel free to leave. Out. Feel free to leave your uh, your own opinion on that. Who, who asked the question? Sorry, uh, chips eighty five. Chips eighty five. Yeah, 
I'd love to know your uh, your recipes. <laughs> uh, we'll call it a night there, John. Thanks for your time as always. Thanks for the, the comments for getting involved on this live stream. For those, of the, for those of you that are catching up with this on Friday evening or Saturday, obviously the game is Saturday, so very little time to get this out there, which is why we've done it live. Save me some yeah. editing time. Uh, get involved in the comment section with your predicted 11s and your score predictions as always. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, scroll down, leave us a five-star review. That is very handy. Uh, on iTunes specifically if you can write a little sentence about what you like about the show those things really help uh, put the show out to a wider audience I'm told from the powers that be Uh, so if you can do that that really helps us on the back end as well right that's it for this one I'll be back with the post-match show tomorrow evening same kind of time as this I'm not sure who with yet but hopefully we're talking about a really important three points for Aston Villa right cheers everyone we'll see you tomorrow